Welcome to the Fearless Fostering Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burst, LCSW, a foster and adoptive and bio mama and a therapist in private practice. I'm here to help foster mamas feel seen, heard, and supported on their journey. From quick, actionable steps to make your foster care journey easier to interviews with foster and adoptive mamas, the Fearless Fostering Podcast delivers education and encouragement weekly. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Fearless Fostering Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burst, LCSW, and today I'm super excited to be joined by Cassie Stroman. She is an amazing foster mama, so thank you for being here, Cassie. Absolutely. So I would love for you just to get started and tell us a little bit about who is in your home with you right now and just what does foster care look like for you right now? So um, foster care for me right now looks like me and an 11 year old. Um, So she has been with me since July. And then I also have a second like bedroom available, but right now it is empty. I've taken a couple like short-term placements, but that's about it. It's just been me and her since July, palling it out. So how, how long have you been a foster mom? So I was officially a foster parent in May of 2021. So like coming up on one year. So what has this year been like for you from like, literally you're right. As at the time of this recording, it's almost exactly a year that you've been a licensed foster parent. What has that looked like? I know you said you had a little girl come to you in July, but what is it felt like to be kind of still in the middle of pandemic times and then being like, yes, I'll be a foster parent. It has been a total 180. My life literally pretty much changed like overnight. So um, I went from being just me and I worked a job with crazy hours. So, you know, there were days that I would work until seven o'clock at night and then drive an hour home or like start at, I used to start at like six o'clock in the morning and it was not a big deal. And now, you know, there's childcare and there's extracurriculars and there's doctor appointments and an 11 year old who, you know, wants my attention when I'm here versus being able to just work, work, work all the time. My house has gotten a lot messier. (laughs) Um, And I would say just in general, like my life has gotten a lot messier, but in like the best possible way. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's so good. But what made you decide, okay, yes, I think like I would just be a foster mom. Like I always love asking this question of single foster mamas because I, my mom was a single mom for a time. And so single moms are just my heroes in general. But when you're a single foster mom, you're like, yes, I'm going to step all the way into this incredibly rewarding, but incredibly difficult work. And I'm doing it on my own. What was that like for you? How did you come to that decision? So it's kind of a funny story. I have always wanted to be like involved in foster care pretty much like since I can remember, like probably as like I was a teenager when I was like, I think this would be cool. And a really good friend of mine is a foster and adoptive mom. But for a while I was in like a long-term relationship and my boyfriend was very against like fostering and adopting. It was just not, not his jam. So he broke up with me in the summer of 2020 and I was like, well, now's my chance. So I was just like, 
if not now, when? So I started the classes and I always joke around because it took me nine months to get like all of my certification done. So it literally was like the amount of time that you're pregnant with a baby. <laughs> I was just like taking courses and baby proofing my house and all of this. And yes. then um, I just ended up with an 11 year old instead of a baby, but I just decided to jump and I was like, well, there's never going to be a perfect time. So why not now? That is so incredible. And I love just like how joyfully you were like, okay, well, guess what? Like I'm going to do this then. So tell me like what it has been like to be a parent of having never been a parent before. Then all of a sudden, like, here's your 11 year old daughter. Like how has that transition been for you? So it was, it was interesting. I work with kids for a living. So, you know, I knew like what an 11 year old was like, I did not really understand what it was like to live with a preteen. And I, it's so funny. She had a birthday party and we had some friends over at my house. And all I heard was just like the shrieking and squealing of like preteen girls. And I texted my parents and I was like, I am so sorry for my volume level as a small child. Like I, there are just some things that you like forget. Like I knew that there were, you know, mood swings and like being messy. I did not envision food dye on the floor because she was trying to dye her clothes or like the shrieking and loud volumes of everything all the time. And it's really interesting because you don't have necessarily the like memories of little, like the little version of her and getting to see her grow up. Like she was kind of plopped down with, you know, Um, When she came to live with me, she was 10. So 10 years of life history before me. And I'm just kind of jumping in and going from here um, with kind of limited input from the past. I've gotten more and more as time has gone on. I've seen some very adorable like videos of her when she was younger and um, hearing lots of stories. But when I first met her, she was essentially a stranger and I had to be her parent. So there was definitely a learning curve for both of us. I love the way that you just said that, because I think that's something that, you know, people outside of the world of foster care just like cannot comprehend. And like, I honestly, like none of us can, unless we've been through it or lived it. So how did you make those, that first transition time a little bit easier, just knowing like, it's a little bit awkward, maybe and a little bit like tense and and just weird to have all of a sudden, like this new person in your house. How did you make her feel comfortable? What did you do to make yourself feel, you know, comfortable and acquainted with her? So one of like the first things I did was we instituted sweet treat Friday at my house. So she came to my house on a Tuesday and she started daycare on a Thursday. Like I took off Wednesday from work and she started daycare on a Thursday and it was the summer. So she had to be there, you know, all day and no 10 year old wants to be at daycare with like little first graders all day, but it was kind of like, "Eh, sorry, like this is where you're at. There weren't a ton of kids her age at the daycare, but it's where we are. Like it's kind of what you have to deal with. So we decided that first Friday that we were going to go and like get a sweet treat somewhere. And After that, we kind of made it a thing and I can probably count on one hand, the number of sweet treat Fridays that we have 
like missed since July. It's just our thing. And sometimes on Fridays, we get our sweet treat before dinner. Sometimes our sweet treat is dinner and other times <laughs> like we'll eat dinner and then go back out later. But um, it's just been a really fun way. It was fun for her to show me like stuff that she liked because, you know, sometimes she wants to go to Rita. Sometimes she wants to go to Dairy Queen. Other times, like she wants to get boba or she just wants to get like cake from the grocery store. Like I think one week we literally just bought cake at the grocery store and had cake. So it's, that was a really fun way just to have like something that we shared together, but it was very low pressure. Like, let's just go get ice cream or let's go get Italian ice together. So definitely doing that, I think helped like bring down walls for both of us and just say like we could argue about you know I like root beer Italian ice she likes Swedish fish and like green apple Italian ice like she likes the super sugary ones and I'm the boring grown-up but (laughs) generally doing that really helped and then just like learning about what she liked so just you know what tv shows do you like to watch like let's watch them together or what I heard like what YouTube videos like let's put YouTube on the tv and I will suffer through some YouTube videos with you, but oh, yeah. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, like every once in a while, you find one that's kind of fun. So just yeah. doing things that she liked and doing them together. That sounds like such a great idea and just such a, a good mindset, honestly, of just like, we're going to, I'm going to come and just be on your level and meet you where you're at. Because I think, I mean, we can try, but it's difficult to put ourselves in the shoes of those kiddos who are like, you know, dropped off at our houses and they don't know us at at all. And we don't know them at all, but really striving to be, like you said, like, just do something to get to know them and see what they like and find out more about them and making it about them really sounds like a great way to, to kind of break the ice and just like form that solid foundation of a great relationship going forward. Yeah. And I think like, I remember I knew I was like in when she asked me for the Wi-Fi password so she could get like on her iPad and she actually that was the first thing she ever like asked from me very very self-sufficient would do everything doesn't like to ask for help and she was like can I have the wi-fi password and I was like oh I'm I'm golden now <laughs> like I am a the holder of the wi-fi and also the person to give the wi-fi so yes, like, yes. the, the holder of the wi-fi me. is a very yes. important person <laughs> that is amazing Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know really quickly about some amazing free resources for foster mamas on my website, fearlessfostering.com. I have a self-care quiz that will help you decide exactly what type of self-care you need at this point on your foster care journey, as well as a virtual retreat for foster mamas and an anxiety reducing email course, all for free. Check it out right now on fearlessfostering.com. What's like in the future for her? Like what's, I mean, she's been with you, you know, Uh, what, nine months and almost 10. So what is that? What's looking like down the road for her? Down the road, we are working towards reunification, which is really, you know, the reason I got into foster care. Um, I wanted to support reunification and support families. Her family is fabulous. I love them dearly. We've built a really good relationship. So I'm excited for her to go home it's a very weird like dichotomy of being excited for them and sad for me and like juggling all of that but at the end of the day it's such a good thing and I'm so like I'm proud of them and I love them and I'm so lucky that I've gotten to know them even though it's been such a crappy situation 
Yeah. Was it hard for either you or them at first? Like, was there any resentment or like um, skepticism or anything like that about, you know, oh, you have my daughter now. Like, that's kind of a weird thing for parents to deal with, obviously. How did that go in the beginning with them? So it's kind of funny. At the very first visit, she introduced me to mom and dad and like brought them over and was like, this is Cassie. Cassie, this is my mom so-and-so and this is my dad so-and-so. So, you know, we like shook hands and I just, I don't know, I guess for me, I just decided to, you know, treat them like anyone else. So we would like make small talk at visits like, hey, did you watch the football game last night? Like, how about the weather? Or just kind of that regular conversation. And then they felt more comfortable asking me about like the other stuff. And now I would say our relationship is really, like it's kind of the, I think the true essence of like co-parenting in foster care. So, you know, we go like to the dentist together or um, doctor's appointments together and we, she got a phone. So we all signed the phone contract. So we're all under the same rules, even just like, oh, she got some new clothes. Like, can you send me pictures of her new outfits and stuff like that? So I think just really working as a team and just being like on the same side. I don't know that I ever explicitly said to them, but I would at least hope that my actions conveyed, like, I'm not here to take your child away like I'm here to be your partner in this because that's what I always want parents to feel yes that's so important and I feel like that is like what breaks down walls with them probably it's like no we're, we're here to do this together I'm not here to take your kid this is not my intention and I'm for you and I want to work with you and it sounds like you guys have had a really great experience being able to do that together which is incredible yeah I think one of the biggest things that solidified for me that you know we were like in this together was school picture time came around and she has siblings who are in different homes and I think I was probably the first one but I asked them like what school picture package they wanted me to order because I wanted to make sure that you know they had school pictures to give to grandma and grandpa and aunts and uncles and all of that and have pictures for themselves. And I just remember them being really surprised that I even asked that they wanted school pictures. I was like, well, yeah, like she's, she's your kid. Like you deserve to have these school pictures, especially of like awkward fifth grade school pictures. Like every parent deserves to have those for later. <laughs> Let's um, not rob people of the fifth grade school picture. Yeah, they're so good. Oh my God. So I think that was helpful for them in just like offering and remembering that they're parents too and they deserve to have all of those like good memories just like I do even though like she doesn't live there full time yeah that's huge I love that's another great example of just like thinking of them and what would they want and what would any parent want you know of course they would want to have input on things like that and just little things like that I think really go a long way and so that's awesome that you've been able to just really step up and do those things over time. And it sounds like they've really paid dividends in like your relationship with, with her, with your foster daughter, but also the bio parents for sure. Yeah, definitely. Mm, Okay. Well, I want to switch gears just for a minute because 
Um, I've never had anyone on the podcast before who is also a member of our fearless fostering group. And so I'm very excited that you are, and our retreat is coming up this coming weekend. So I get to see you in person, which I'm excited about, but I just want to ask you like, what made you feel like I could use some more support in this, on this foster care journey? Like what made you feel like this is the right level of support for you? So I am a huge believer in community and like finding your people. And it's really hard to find other people who like get it, what you're going through, especially now in the time where like, at least here in Pennsylvania, our support groups are still on Zoom. So like, I'm not like, I might see people like once a month, maybe. And there's just not it's very isolating being a foster parent because it's not something that you necessarily like shout from the rooftops, like, Hey, I have a kid who's not mine. And she might not be here next month, but she's here now. Like it's just, it's not a regular thing. And I just think that community is so like, so important and so helpful. And I also love to hear other people's stories. I'm like, join in on walking with other people. So with the like group program, I was just excited to have another form of community and a way to build relationships. Yeah. And actually it's so fun that you said that because I feel like one of the things that I've noticed, especially like this time around is like how deeply connected everyone is already. Like I genuinely feel like, and we've all said to each other, we love you. We love you. Like we really do love each other. And it's like, we really haven't known each other, you know, very long, but we've, because we're walking through this hard thing and there've been so many hard things in the group um, that have happened to different foster mamas at different times, just in a couple of months. And I feel like everyone has just been so um, just there for each other, which is cool. But I want to ask you just so far, you know, we obviously still have many months to go left in the program, but what has been like the most helpful or supportive to you so far? I would say that having like the opportunity to use Marco Polo to like communicate with other people. So sometimes when you're in groups, you use like a Facebook group or something like that. But there's just something about even if like I am one who often Marco Polo's from my car. So you don't get my face, you just get my voice. But just being able to hear someone's voice versus typing something out or, you know, getting to like see people's faces and see their mannerisms and how they talk about, um, you know, their lives and their kids and their feelings, like having that, it feels like you are like there with someone and it really, you know, lets you connect with people on just a way that's different than like a Facebook group or text messaging or things like that. Yeah, I totally agree. I love it. I look forward to like checking my Marco Polos for the group so much. I'm like, this is, I just like love hearing what everyone's doing and what's going on. And and I feel like too, I've been so excited to see everybody being, you know, helping each other, like just being so willing to be like, oh, well, if my kid wasn't sleeping, they did this. Or if, you know, my kid had this like attachment issue, we tried this. And it was just, it's just so cool to see how we are so much better together than we are like individually, like you said isolated as foster parents. Okay. So I would love to ask you, what is one encouragement or bit of advice that you would give to someone who is maybe a single foster mama or prospective single foster mama thinking about doing foster care? So I would say 
for the moms like in the trenches, something that I've just repeated to myself over and over is like, keep the small things small. And I always say to myself and say to other moms that I know, like, is this the hill that we need to die on today? And for me, like remembering the important things. Um, So I want any kiddo in my house to know that they're loved, they're respected, they're important, and like that I like them and that they're liked and enjoyed. And then, you know, at the end of the day, if you have to have ice cream for dinner or if they want to go to school wearing shorts in the middle of February or like take their jacket, but you know, they don't actually wear it, like the world's not going to end. And trying to keep the small things small has saved my sanity on more than one occasion. I can't say I'm always successful, but when I am, it's very helpful. Yes. Oh, that's such a good reminder for, I think, every single mom. <laughs> like, we don't need to die on this hill of not wearing a coat to school because you can't make them wear it anyway. Like, there's so many things where yeah, I feel like I'm glad that you know that already. In my first foray as a parent with my older kids, I was like, you will wear this coat. Like, I was just like, no, you can't make them do something. <laughs> like, I feel like you already have a great handle on what's important and what's not. And I love that advice. It's so good. Okay. Well, I want people to be able to follow along with you online. So where's the best way that they can connect with you? Sure. So I'm on Instagram as Kathy underscore Stroman. I'm pretty sure. And I don't post there often, but when I'm in stories, it's usually funny and random things um, like cleaning food dye off of your carpet. Yes. Very good at that. Um, And just silly things like that. So yeah. Love it. Okay. We'll make sure that we link it all up, but thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so much. I'm so thankful to have you in the fearless fostering group and just to get to chat with you today. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you.